Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast, dedicated to modern sales and marketing, innovation, and leadership. Here's your host, Ian Altman. Hey, it's Ian Altman. I'm joined this week by a repeat guest, John Jantz. He's a marketing consultant, speaker, and the author of Duct Tape Marketing, Duct Tape Selling, a total of six different books. We're talking about his latest book, The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, 366 Daily Meditations to Feed Your Soul and Grow Your Business. We're going to talk about the biggest misconception people have about entrepreneurs and self-reliance. We're going to talk about the myth of finding passion in your business, and we'll have some meaningful discussions about overcoming fear and failure in your business. Really insightful stuff from John Jantz. John Jantz, hey, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Ian. I'm excited to be here. I think I think maybe back. This might be back is correct. Back yeah, is right. correct, like like a bad penny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? It's it's a great time. Always enjoy our conversations. Can you start by sharing something surprising about you, or at least something that people may not know that well about you? Yeah, I don't know how surprising this is, although in this day and age, maybe it's shocking, but I have seven brothers and two sisters, so I'm uh, I'm one of ten. There's six older than me, three younger than me, and I, I quite often, you know, use stories from that chaotic childhood <laughs> and uh, to to inform some of the uh, the points I'm trying to make in in life and in business. Uh, so so some people have heard me talk about that, but not everybody knows that. Well, so apparently your family didn't have TV growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Sure we did. We had one, you know, TV that was in my parents' bedroom or something. I don't know where it was. We all gather around it, you know, and watch the, uh, what was it, uh, Walt Disney on Sunday. uh, (laughs) Showing my age there. Yeah, well, you know what? It's and and mine too. So I I remember those days too, John. So I don't think you get, I don't think you and I are too far off on age. So we um we we share some of those same memories and so i I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about uh, about your newest book this this whole idea of the self-reliant entrepreneur what's the greatest misconception that you see that people have about entrepreneurs well i think it's that that you know, an entrepreneur is this giant risk taker who has this amazing idea that they're going to bring to the world and, they, you know, face all adversity and, and, you know, overcome to bring this greatness. You know, the reality is most of us are just kind of a quivering mass of, you know, fear and self-doubt and, and, you know, we're just trying to figure it out one day at a time. And, you know, great things come from that sometimes. Uh, but, you know, I, I find that, that, Quite frankly, I, I find that sitting at a desk working nine to five for a company is a far greater risk <laughs> than going out and starting your own business. In fact, employees are the greatest risk takers out there. Yeah, you know what? There's, there's definitely some truth to that. And and I know that to the outside world, you know, they, they see they see, you know, whether it's you, me, other people, it's like we're on stage, we're in front of people, oh, everything's great. And I will tell you that every year in Late from late July to mid August, when things are quiet in our industry, yeah, it's over. I I, I go through a month of self doubt, <laughs> like like I totally suck at this, and then all yeah. of a sudden September comes and it's like, oh my god, I couldn't be busier. Now what happened? And you would think I would remember that after you know after years and years and years of doing this, but it seems that every year I forget. Yep. 
<laughs> no, no, no question. And I think, you know, I think some of that, you know, is, is a great point that, I mean, I think some of that is we do spend a lot of time, let's face it, clawing, hustling, you know, whatever it is, you know, to get to a certain level that we maybe have determined is some level of achievement. Of course, we also have this, like, I'm, you know, I've achieved nothing compared to, you know, my other colleagues that I see out there, Sure, <laughs> but it's this kind of trying to hold on to what we've got. And then also simultaneously, you know, have this kind of like fear, you know, of being an imposter because look at a, all this other stuff everybody else has got that really causes a great deal of, of the stress and anxiety of being an, an entrepreneur in the first place. And a lot of what I write about in this book is this idea that, you know, the first stage, and, and I do kind of break it down um, in stages, but the first stage of, of being a self-reliant entrepreneur is actually to come to a point where you start trusting yourself more so that you are no longer controlled by what others do, by what others think, by what others say. And you're also not trying to hold tight and control the outcome of everything that happens in your business. Um, some of the, you know, the most stressful times are trying, you know, in, in, and I know you have a lot of sales uh, folks that, that participate in the show. I mean, when we are desperate to get that sale, we're, you know, we have to have a certain outcome. We have to have a certain meeting. I mean, that's when we lose the sale, right? But when, when we know we're prepared, we know why we're there. We know that we're there to give value and we have value uh, to give and, the outcome is, you know, what the outcome is. Uh, we're all of a sudden a lot more attractive, I think, as a salesperson. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the one of the questions I have for you is this: is that you're you're, you're very well known for everything duct tape related. So duct tape, <laughs> duct tape marketing, duct tape selling. What inspired you to write this book? Because it's obviously very different. Yeah. Um, you're, you're right. So my, I, this is my sixth book, uh, actually, and my five previous books have been about some aspect of marketing. No, no question. So what I wanted to do was, first off, I, I wanted to write something different. I wanted to give myself a, a stretch for myself to continue to grow. But I've also owned my own business now for three decades. And I just feel like, in hindsight, um, I've learned a lot of lessons and I wanted to, I wanted to find a way to kind of share my experience, my lessons, what I've learned along the way. Now, I also wanted to marry that selfishly with the fact that there, there is a vein of literature in the, that was written in the mid 19th century that a lot of entrepreneur, I think it's some of the best entrepreneurial writing ever, you know, Nothing today, I think, compares. Yeah. And we were all asked to read a lot of this literature in high school and college, not in the context of, of business or even in life. I mean, we were just trying to get through, right? But, we, but, we, uh, <laughs> we weren't reading it for the insight. We were reading it because we were told to read it. Exactly. So works like Walden and Moby Dick and The Scarlet Letter, uh, all the work from Poe and, and essays by Emerson. I mean, you, you see oh, yeah. uh, Thoreau and Emerson's work on all kinds of you know, entrepreneurial Pinterest boards and things like that. So I think a lot of people relate to a lot of that, that literature that was written in that time. And it's, it's kind of my favorite and, 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 and I think a really relevant to today as well. In fact, when I went back and read so much of the, of the literature, 
I was just stopped in my tracks so many times when I thought, wait, was that written yesterday <laughs> or was, was, you know, that written 150 years ago? And so what I've done in this format of this book, I guess we need to explain that too, yeah, it sure. is a daily uh, book. So every day you have one page, January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd. The, every page has a quote from or reading from um, over 100 uh, works of, of authors from that type band of time. Um, And then I kind of riff on it for 100, 150 words, and then leave you with a a question to ponder for the day. So the book is meant really to inspire. It's not going to tell you how to do something. It's really more about maybe why (laughs) to do something and to kind of give you uh, almost a, a chance to sort of meditate on an idea before you go out there and, and, you know, the world hits you. Um, so it, it, you know, gives you something to ponder and think about. Hopefully it inspires you a little bit. Um, but, but that's, you know, that's 366 days and you get to, if you get into this idea uh, of, you know, and I'll talk, I can talk more about this, the whole concept of self-reliance, but if you get into this, uh, this idea and this practice, you know, that's the the idea behind this format is that you don't read a book and go, Oh, that was great. I'm now a self-reliant entrepreneur. Um, it is kind of every day you just chip away at it. You keep working at it. You start developing habits. You become more self-aware. You start witnessing kind of what's going on in a different light, you know, every single day. Um, so that's, that's kind of the goal behind the format of the book. Oh yeah, I mean when when I the 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 comment that I made when I when I started reading it was well I am totally not self aware and then and then as I as I started to go through it and said okay that's a really good thought <laughs> um, it was like wait I'm actually becoming a little bit more self aware I better put this down right away because <laughs> I have a reputation of oh, oh. and and of course being being um, someone who is somewhat cynical of many things in life my first thought was. Well, let me see if there's a February 29th entry, and in fact, there is because I course. thought, well, what do people do in a leap year? Like, can you not sell? Can you not get the book in the leap year? <laughs> no, I, I I planned ahead for that, uh, and so if it's if it's not a leap year, you just get a bonus day. Yeah, it's awesome. So that works out well, and and I do I do love that. You know, you start with this idea of this what I call an inspirational quote that gets you thinking. Yeah. Then you've got, you know, your, your ideas. And then that challenge question that I believe really gets people focused. So, so before we get to kind of how people use this, I know that entrepreneurs, like we talk about, there are all these other issues that go on that nobody sees. So how do people deal with the, with the fear, the, the risk, the, the, the failure, the, the speed bumps that you hit in life? Well, so one of the ways that I organized the book was um, I think there is an evolution uh, to the entrepreneurial journey and it doesn't happen in a year or in 10 years. I mean, there's no like set cycle, but I think they're kind of our stages. And a lot of the kind of traditional literature around entrepreneurship, you know, the first phase or the first chapter is always about find your passion, you know, do what, uh, you know, infuse your work with purpose and, you know, then, you know, everything will work out. And while I think that's great advice, I think for a lot of people, they never find that because they never develop a level of self-trust that, you know, allows them to, to lock out what other people are saying, to not care what other people are saying, to, to, to really decide, hey, based on what I believe, what my values are, you know, here's kind of my truth. Um, and, and if you do that 
first, if you develop that level of self-trust, then your purpose will find you. Your purpose will come through the fact that, that you're now free to be as creative as you want. You're free <laughs> to commit, you know, fully to the work that you're doing because it supports kind of who you are. Success then <laughs> for a lot of entrepreneurs comes as kind of that third stage. A lot of people, you know, plan for success. They want to go out and be successful right away. But I think success comes really from understanding that fear has something to tell you, <laughs> that it's here to say, hey, you ought to pay attention to this. Success comes from resilience. Obviously, a lot of times we get knocked down. You know, how many of your salespeople uh, realize that, that, you know, about the eighth time that they made a contact with uh, that person or, or built a relationship with that person, all of a sudden the door uh, opened a little, uh, a little wider. Uh, it, success comes from congruence. I mean, the, 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 the worst thing we can do as entrepreneurs is to do something we don't believe in to, you know, to our, our, our words and our actions <laughs> don't meet. And all of those things are kind of wrapped around that idea of, of self-reliance and of self-trust. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the whole notion of one of the concepts I often share with people is you can never sell something for a penny more than you think it's worth Amen. because yep. because your own insecurities will give it away. And the the client you're trying to sell to doesn't say, oh, this person doesn't believe it. They just say, this person's uneasy about it. And if they're not confident and comfortable with it, I'm not either. And I think that oftentimes with entrepreneurs – I'll find people who have brilliant ideas. And I know you work with many more entrepreneurs even than I do. And they'll have brilliant ideas. And if I ask a simple question about, well, have you thought about this? Their first reaction will be, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I should totally abandon it. I'm like, no, no, no. It was just one thing that, have you thought about this? Like, I think it's a brilliant idea. And it's almost like they're looking for a reason not to pursue something rather than, okay, how do I overcome potential obstacles? Your point of fear tells you something to pay attention to. There's a difference between pay attention to it and avoid it entirely. Well, and, and you know, some, sometimes you can make the case for, you know, that's the thing you need to do most. Um, so, I, I you know, I always use the example of the to-do list. Um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of people are used to making to-do lists and, you know, we, we naturally sort of tick off the easy ones. Oh, send that email, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, get that thing done, find that thing, you know, upload that picture, whatever it is. But like that really important thing that's going to actually move the needle, that's going to actually change your business, that ends up sitting there till the end of the day, you know, weighing us yeah. down all day long. Um, when in fact, you know, had we actually you know, we were afraid to do that, maybe because it was hard, uh, maybe because, you know, we didn't want to make that call, you know, to tell a, a client that, you know, you were going to be late with uh, a delivery of something or a product or something. Um, yeah. But that's the most important thing that you need to do that day. Um, and not only does it, um, not only is it screaming at you, you know, I'm the most important thing, but it also then frees up your entire day. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because you and I, you and I had talked about the notion also that the the notion of an entrepreneur, whether you're a CEO or senior executive, or whether you're someone who is in sales, the mindset is very similar because oftentimes in sales, you're compensated based on, on how well you're running your quote business inside the business. And this idea of being self-reliant is critical. So 
at the high level, what do you mean when you say yeah. be self-reliant? Well, so uh, I, I would, to, to put an even finer point on that, you know, I always talk about in the context of entrepreneurs, you know, be a better you, you're going to build a better business. Well, the same is true of any kind of leadership position, you know, be a better leader, be a better you, you're going to impact, you know, the business at a higher level, be a better you, uh, you're going to be a better salesperson because you're going to, you're going to believe in what you're doing. You're going to have empathy, more empathy for uh, the, the client uh, or prospect's position. And that's going to ultimately, you know, lead to you being a more effective salesperson or CEO or leader or entrepreneur. Um, and so the, the idea behind this idea <coughs> of self-reliance is truly that you are a unique individual. Every single one of us is a unique individual. Um, there's no reason to try to copy somebody else or be somebody else or be something you're not. Your whole goal in life is to figure out, you know, who you are, what your unique gift is, and then bring that to the world. And, and the way you really truly do that. I mean, a lot of people are very successful. They've built businesses. Uh, they're, you know, they're running, you know, big companies, but they're missing a lot of joy in their life. And I would contend that, you know, the reason we check our phones a hundred times a day, the reason we look for, you know, other things, you know, to take us away from the important things is because, you know, we're not experiencing enough joy in what we're doing, you know, at the moment. We're worried about what happened two weeks ago. We're worried about what's going to happen two weeks from now. Um, and so this idea of self-reliance uh, is basically suggesting that you develop a practice uh, to go to work on yourself, to, you know, create the experiences that are going to make a better you, but more importantly, that are going to allow you to, to kind of express, you know, your unique gifts. Well, it's, it's funny you say that. So a couple, a couple months ago, and we were, we were getting both of our kids ready to head off to college. One of them studying abroad in Mexico city. The other one um, just started at the Ohio state university and, and they're both remarkable individuals and and very accomplished students and I found that like during the entire month as we were preparing them I was getting nothing done from a business standpoint I was yeah. and I'm someone who you know you know me well enough um I, I don't I don't have many idle days right? yep, 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 yep. <laughs> there's a lot of time where I'm sitting around doing nothing I'm usually like, you know, the, the joke is I don't have a break. I have two accelerators, <laughs> but I just, where does it go? And I was literally getting nothing done. And, you know, as, as I was, as I was reading this book, as I'm reading the self line entrepreneur, I'm like, man, this could have been so helpful just to get me kind of centered and focused because it wasn't like I wasn't aware that I wasn't accomplishing things. I was totally aware that I wasn't accomplishing anything and it seemed like anything I tried to do, I, I, I would say I had the better part of a month where I accomplished the equivalent of what I would typically do in two hours in the entire month. <laughs> wow. And it was just, and I felt like, just like a total loser, like, man, what happened here? And, and I think that, ha you know, just in reading the book, it's just like, I'd go through a page and go, Man, that's a really good way to think about things. So, in fact, why don't, why don't we, if you're up for it, I want people to kind of get a sense of what's in this. So you can pick today's interview date. You can pick whatever date is meaningful to you or example you want to share. But sure. I'd love for people to get a sense of 
what this is all about and kind of, and then we can talk about, you know, what sort of problems this thing is good at helping people uncover. Sure. You bet. So I will read, we are recording, uh, it's September 13th, 2019. So, uh, I'll, I'll just pull up September 13th, uh, uh, entry. So it starts with a title and then uh, the reading from, a, an author and then my you know riff on that. And then uh, the challenge question. <clears throat> so September 13th, true potential. Every person has at times in their mind the ideal of what they should be, but are not. This ideal may be high and complete, or it may be quite low and insufficient. Yet in all that really seek to improve, it is better than the actual character. Perhaps no one is satisfied with themselves so that they never wish to be wiser, better, and more holy. No one ever falls so low that they can see nothing higher than themselves. So this was written by Theodore Parker, a new lesson for the day. And and by the way, before you comment on this, here's the funny part. John and I did not discuss this in advance in terms of which stuff we're going to cover, but just notice how spot on that example is to what I just shared about that entire month where I was getting nothing done. I mean, it just now, it could just be that it resonates with me because, well, I internalized it that way, but just... Really impactful stuff. So go on. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. All right. Um, So this is how I try to bring it into today. What is the measure of one's true potential? Potential. Now, there's a word charged with emotion. Oh, and it's easy to know our potential because plenty of people have opinions about ours and our lack of it. But you already know who the biggest critic of your potential is, don't you? It's you. Or more appropriately, it's a limited mindset about your potential. You are limitless. We all are, if we allow it. Nobody said it was going to be easy, but it might be worth the effort. Consider this idea about a mindset from Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. When people change to a growth mindset, they change from a judge and be judged framework to a learn and help learn framework. Are you operating from a judge and be judged framework? Don't waste the energy it takes to beat yourself up because you think you're not living up to your full potential right now. Don't wish things were different. See them for what they are and resolve to learn from them. Stop judging other people and you may find you ease up on judging yourself. And then you have people this challenge question. Yeah. So your challenge question for the day. Can you think of a moment of joyfulness from the past week or so? What was it? Why did it happen? And I think just that, I mean, it's, and here's what I want people to get is that, that particular example resonates perfectly with the situation I was going through and you've got every single day. So this is not a book that you're going to pick up and read cover to cover and go, wow, I got it. This is a book that's about habits and saying, you know what, I'm going to be a little bit more mindful every single day. And I I can only imagine the impact this will have for people. Yeah, and I think habits is a great word because, I mean, let's face it. We're all a work in progress. Our businesses are all a work in progress. We'll never be done. Uh, You know, we'll never never feel like we achieved. Well, you know, got that, you know, got it completely, you know, everything I was trying to accomplish, I got accomplished. Um, It's a work in progress. And and so the, the, you know, a lot of people... Uh, today talk about the the benefit of kind of morning routines and things like that. And and so, you know, somehow 
going to work on yourself every day is part can be become a part of your morning routine. And, and that was kind of the, the idea behind the, the structure, at least of this book. Yep. Were there specific entrepreneurs or situations that you had in mind when you were writing this? Were there, were, you know, were there examples of people or even yourself where you said, you know what, this is who I'm trying to help. This is, mm. this is, this is where I'm trying to make a difference. Yeah. I, I would say in a, in a way, not really. I, I mean, buyer beware. I, you know, a lot of this comes from my beliefs, my thoughts, my experience, my learnings over the year, over the years. And, and the ironic thing about writing a book about teaching somebody how to be self-reliant is that nobody can teach you how to be self-reliant. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's on you. Um, and so, uh, you know, again, what I'm really trying to do is introduce principles, but not prescribe anything, uh, really, uh, because, uh, you've got to take this and figure, you know, you've got to figure out for yourself what it means, but also more importantly, what it means, uh, to you. Exactly. It's, it's all about self-reliance and let me tell you exactly what to do. (laughs) That side side doesn't work. What was, what was the most surprising thing that you discovered in going through the process of writing this? Cause this is not a, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to spend a couple of weeks locked away in a cabin and write this. (laughs) This obviously took a, an inordinate amount of time. So what what was the biggest surprise that you got out of this? Well, I think probably, you know, I had read the work, as I said, so some of these works, you know, a long time ago. Um, and, and you see people with Emerson quotes and Thoreau quotes, you know, up, up on, you know, Pinterest and those kinds of things. But what really stopped me was when you got in and read some of the deeper stuff, you know, like the deep tracks, you know, on, a, on an album, um, you, you realize you, you just, I was blown away by how the stuff could have been written yesterday. Um, you know, the, the human condition hasn't changed, you know, yeah. where, where there's, there's a, um, and I can't remember which, I think it may have come from Walden. Uh, there's a Thoreau quote talking about, you know, how we're, we're unnecessarily busy and, you know, kind of the pace of commerce is this and that. And you, you think about, um, you know, the 1850s saying that, and, and it really, you know, what he was basically saying is, you know, you need to get off Facebook and stop wasting so much of your time, you know, with stuff like that. I mean, it applies so, um, so immediately to what, what we're doing. And I, I, I'd laughed, you know, a lot of times I was like, there's no way this, this was written 150 years ago. Well, but that's the, that's the beauty of it is that you're, you're seeing stuff that, that it's, I even think it's funny in today's, in today's crazy polarized political climate, Yep. People say it's never been like this. And historians are like, um, actually, it's <laughs> exactly. been worse. And, yeah. oh, when? Like, I don't remember it. No, no. <laughs> like, 150 years ago, like, way worse. And, well, and uh, what, what, was the, what was the comment? So made this said, yeah, we had people in a duel over stuff they disagreed <laughs> with. Like, people getting shot. Like, this is not as bad as it is. It may have actually been worse at some point. Well, and, and there, there's lots of historians that talk about the cycles, you know, that, that, that we go through and that about every fourth generation, there's kind of this, this big upheaval. And if you think about what was going on at the time uh, in, in the 1850s, I mean, we were trying to abolish slavery. Uh, the women's movement, the right, you know, to try to get to vote um, was, was just starting. I mean, we were on the cusp of the Civil War. I mean, there was clearly a huge political and cultural divide sound like anything you recognize right now. I mean, we, we, I feel like we 
are there. And I think a lot of the writing that was sort of counterculture at the time it was written. I mean, you imagine people saying, don't listen to your preacher, think for yourself. Yeah. You imagine how, how crazy that talk that was, you know, in the 1850s. And I think a lot of this idea of you don't have, you know, your beliefs don't have to be the beliefs of a party or of a government or, you know, of, of really anyone else, you know, is, is a movement that I think we are in an experience again right now. And I, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm being really bold in stating this, but I, I do think self-reliant entrepreneurs or a self-reliant person who trusts themselves, has their own ideas, has empathy for other people's ideas. That's how we're going to heal. I think yeah. as, as a nation, um, I, I've been really encouraged by, in some, um, I've gone to a couple conferences where they've had um, what are typically called Gen Z uh, presenters uh, today. So they're, you know, they're 20 year olds, 21 year olds. And, you know, these folks don't just want to a seat at the table. They want to tip the table over. <laughs> and I think that that's, you know, that thinking and, and, you know, our generation of saying, hey, you know what, the, this idea of self-reliance, um, you know, I'm going to go as far as saying self-reliant entrepreneurs are going to save the world. Wow. So, so the last question I have for you, because I, I, this is something I was thinking about as I was going through the book. How were, how were very specific dates? Did you treat them differently? Like January 1st, like December 25th, like yep. September 11th? Did you, did you give them different weight? Yeah. So it would be, you know, that would be an interesting way to do it. You know, you think about all the holidays and the different things that you could do, but I actually organized the book around seasons. I figured I'd use the, the, the yearly metaphor yep. uh, to, to kind of design it. So each uh, season um, had its own kind of theme. So um, I, I used planning, discovering, evolving, and growing. So there was a bit of a, um, you know, an evolution of, uh, the themes. And then each month had its own theme that I thought fit into that. So, you know, trust, creativity, freedom, you know, commitment, security, congruence. So those types of things. So each month does have a bit of a theme. It's not, it's not overt. Yeah. Uh, you might not read it and go, Oh, I'm tired of reading about failure, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but, but, but every month kind of had some glue to hold together, you know, the ideas in it. And then each uh, season. So each quarter, I guess you could say, you know, kind of had my take on the evolution of an entrepreneur, you know, and, and so naturally the last quarter kind of ends with, you know, what's the impact <laughs> that I want to have on the world? You know, how can I, you know, how can I intentionally seek change? How can I bring more grace to the world? Which I think a lot of business owners, once, once they've kind of gotten over that level of, okay, nobody's going to die. This is actually going to work. <laughs> you know, we, 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 a lot of times start then thinking, or at least I find myself thinking now about what's my ultimate mark on the world going to be because I did this thing. You know, it's not, I haven't created Google, but I've impacted maybe one other human being, maybe 100 other human beings. And that's been a pretty good mark to have. It's it's funny. It's funny you said, yeah. You know, in the area if you're, where you're talking about failure, you know, as <laughs> as, a, as as you're reading through on that theme, I'm expecting like day seven is comes <laughs> up with okay, loser, <laughs> gives us gives some insight. So, so John, what's the what's the best way for people to find the self reliant entrepreneur sure. and to and to connect with you and learn more about you? Sure. So depending upon when you listen to this, it'll be uh, out on October 22nd of 2019. Um, and you'll be able to find it uh, really in all the places that uh, that sell books, uh, fortunately. And if you want to read 
more about it, see some samples, things of that nature. It's just selfreliententrepreneur.com. And I know that's a lot of letters. <laughs> so that's a lot of words to spell. Well, we can all spell. <laughs> but, and, it'll be, and we'll have it in the show notes. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I think if you Google it, Google will say, oh, did you mean self-reliant entrepreneur? But um, that'll take you to a page uh, on duct tape marketing, actually, that uh, they'll give you all the information you'd ever want to know about uh, the book itself. Yeah, my audience is really sharp. I'm sure they'll get at least half the letters right. So. Well, I just I, I just know that I spelled it about two million times, had to write it about two million times. And every time you know, that entrepreneur one, I'm always like, wait, nope, the ego's for the you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, hopefully people will find it. You know what? I, I think it's going to help a lot of people. It certainly opened my eyes and made me self-aware and that whole idea of just focusing every day. And it's two minutes a day. It's the yeah. kind of thing that I can see people every day, starting their day, doing this, having just a way to get centered and then move on and not spend an hour, not sp- right. but two minutes to yeah. have a different perspective. And I got to believe the end of the year, people are going to happily start at the beginning again. Yeah. And, and what's funny about that is that, uh, you know, we've all read books like a third, fourth time and like, you're like, where did, where did all this stuff come from? I didn't, you know, I didn't see that the first time. And I, and I think it's because we come to a, a work, we're a new person, you know, two years later when we reread the book. And I, I think a lot of people will find this. You'll turn the page on December 31st and you'll go back and read January 1st and it'll mean something completely different to you. Um, before I let people go though, or before you let people yep. go, Ian, I, I have to tell you, if, if, I have had it, played any hand in making you more self-aware than uh, your wife owes me a big bottle of scotch. I, you know what? I have, I have no doubt. It's, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where the, the joke is that, I, and this is before we recording, I, I mentioned to John, I said, I said, yeah, you know, I was reading this book and I thought, man, I am totally, this makes me feel like I'm totally like not self-aware. And my wife said, that's because you're not. <laughs> So I feel like just even preparing for our interview, the book has helped me dramatically. And I'm sure Deborah will have no hesitation about sending the scotch your way. <laughs> so thanks. Thanks for, thanks for sharing your wisdom. Thanks for writing the book. I think it's going to make a big impact on people. Thank you. Let me give you a quick 30 second recap of the information I think you can use and apply to your business right away. And I really encourage you to pick up a copy of John's book, The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur. It's it's something that I've found really helpful already just in reviewing it, even just for this episode. First, remember that this idea of fear or risk really comes down to self-belief. And it's something that John captures so well in the book and making sure you're focusing on your own self-confidence, your own self-belief. Second, I love this idea of being a better you. So having that having that discipline to focus on yourself before you lead others. And this book gives you the structure. This third point is that you've got a structure and a framework now for every single day to have that habit of spending two minutes a day on your own focus. Remember, this show gets its direction from you, the listener. If there's a topic I should cover or a guest you think I should have on the program, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customers.